Hi, welcome to the Pathway podcast. You're here with Chris from Pathway. Sarah. And Sarah, indeed. So um, as an introduction, it's our first ever podcast, um, Pathway CTM, which stands for Careers Training Mentoring. We work with schools and colleges all around the UK, also engaging with parents and teachers. And we've got Sarah here, who's done, well, it's her last week of, is it your last week today, isn't it? Yeah, it's my last week of work experience with Pathway. Cool. Okay, so Sarah's um, um, obviously helping us out at Pathway CTM and with our first podcast. So today we want to go over the structure of an introduction from Pathway, which I've kind of just done, an introduction from Sarah, which we'll do, um, looking into the amazing report that you've done in the last four weeks on um, social impact, because uh, we are a social enterprise and our main aim is to make sure that young people, when they leave school and college, really understand what they want to do when they leave. But a massive part of that is teachers and education, also parents being the key influencers and the last bit we want to cover today in 25 minutes half an hour is friends and trends um just finding out what's going on and, and why students are doing what they're doing i suppose so sarah a little bit about yourself then and what brings you here today yeah so over the summer i've just been doing a four-week work experience with pathway and i found about uh, found out about it um, through my school so um, they've just like sent in emails about like different opportunities that we can do over the summer or for work experience. So I apply through that, and yeah, so that's it really. And you got on. So yeah. so you're in year twelve, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going into year thirteen. Okay, and um, and um, um, work experience is massive, right? Like, how much pressure do you get put under at school and by your parents around it? Yeah, definitely, because it's always good to kind of have a taste of what life will be after six home and stuff so they definitely want you to have that experience and to be able to talk about it on your cv or in your personal statement and stuff and is this your first ever working environment in an office yeah definitely yeah. and go on and so how does it differ like if there's any students or parents listening out there from day one uh, in the office versus being in school yeah, so school is it's a bit more just like relaxed and everything and you're not really thinking about um, like anything you're doing. But in a office environment, you're kind of you're more like aware of like yourself, I guess, and the work you're doing. You want to make sure that what the work you're doing is worthwhile. And yeah, basically, it's very different from school. Oh my god, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. and going and so obviously, I was involved with you in the work experience, but you can be completely honest. What, yeah. What did you get out of the experience? I suppose in the four weeks. Yeah, I guess I've just learnt how to kind of navigate around like a work environment and to work in like work with like workmates as well and. To, you need to shout out, don't you? Yeah, um, I worked with Najma um, on the final year impact report, and yeah, she helped me a lot with kind of navigating that and collecting data for that and talking about it. So yeah, I've had a good experience. Amazing. And and what would you say from the student point of view? You're going into your last year next year. Well, next. Oh my God, two weeks is it? Yeah. Two weeks time two back weeks. to school. Fun, fun for you. Last yeah. year. What what would you say the point of this podcast should be about? I guess just like telling parents and teachers um, about like how students find the education system and um, the different things that we kind of find hard or easy or um, yeah it's it's just generally about um, how our students can yeah (laughs) no don't worry that's absolutely fine and so what subjects are you studying at the moment and where do you think you'll end up? Yeah, so I'm studying maths, biology and psychology and I'm really into neuroscience so that's what I think I'll um, be doing as a degree at uni. Um, I never really thought about like 
the apprenticeship route before because I'm into sciences and I'm not really sure if there's like much like many apprenticeships to do with that but um like definitely I'm thinking about it more and I'll do more research and see if I can apply and stuff what so you oh, this is the first I've heard of it you actually would look into an apprenticeship yeah because I, I've just seen how like beneficial it seems to be like you know uni debt and everything it's, it's not ideal obviously but so if I could like get onto a place um like an apprenticeship and be able to work like a, a de- degree level apprenticeship would be kind of like best for me I feel like to be able to work and study at the same time that'd be like fun I guess amazing and neuroscience and I should probably explain what an apprenticeship is just to be really clear for our listeners so yeah. an apprenticeship is ultimately choosing to earn while you learn uh, at a company so many more companies are doing it now and that's what why pathway really exists to make sure that young people really understand what they can do when they leave you know if you want to go to uni great I went to Loughborough got a 2-1 like really proud of that really good for me I love sport but would I go to uni now I'm not so sure because there's so many different other options so pathway just want to make sure that young people really know about their options and I suppose before you came to to work experience you weren't too sure either like most people around the UK right yeah but neuroscience is really specific isn't it so have you have you looked into any apprenticeships in that are there any um I haven't really looked for any apprenticeships in that just because I was so I'm so set on like the uni route but um I definitely will now because um yeah you just never know what's out there I guess and and I suppose is there any of your transferable skills that you might look into because neuroscience is is so specific is there anything else that might you might broaden your horizons to I wonder yeah um I'm not quite sure now like I guess um I'm really like into I just I'm just like into sciences so whatever skills like that can provide me with hopefully that will be transferable to other sectors and stuff well that's like me I was I was passionate about sport went to Loughborough to do it I think if you're that passionate about something you've got to go and just keep learning it I think yeah um, in in many ways but a lot of students don't want to do that and want to do other routes so 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 talk us through this social impact report that we've sort of tasked you with along with Najma and talk us through why why we're doing it I suppose and, and what and what you've done yeah I guess it is just kind of uh, supposed to show um, people like what Pathway has achieved over the year. Um, so me and Najma, we did like we sent out like four surveys to like we did an overall um, end of year survey to all the people that are on the program, all the all the students, and then we did another one for the, those that had been placed onto apprenticeships, um, and then um, we did two other like focused ones on BAME students and female students as well. I just thought, actually, have you ever thought about a career in media? Because you're speaking pretty well. <laughs> have you done this sort of stuff before? Um, no, but like I, I like listening to podcasts and stuff. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, it's interesting. And we're doing it on an, an empty stomach, right? Yeah. Talk us through, talk us through Chinese Gate, what happened there? Yeah, so we got our food, <laughs> but like, we have no cutlery. So, <laughs> so, um, so we, yeah, ordered Chinese, no yeah. cutlery came. So maybe halfway through this, we will get our cutlery. Yeah, hopefully. We've got some empty belly, bellies in the room today. So, okay, cool. So that's why you did the report for Pathway, which makes sense but let's talk about students let's talk about what you think they need in terms of support if they're not going to go down the uni route or they're, or they're just thinking about where they should go yeah so like pathway is great because it just like tells people about like all the opportunities that are out there for apprenticeship apprenticeships so um i guess the student our students we really just want like companies to be quite constant in like telling us information and like getting us out there to like events so we can really like understand what we may want to apply to or like what other routes we can go down 
and yeah. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. I was just no. going to say, and, and how did you support the students that you were dealing with? Um, what sort of interaction did you have with them? Yeah, so um, at, on my placement, we, I just like each day I would kind of like call up um, students or text students in to um, ask them like how how they found like application processes and all that. And did they appreciate that call from you? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's always really nice like coming off the phone with students because they're very like appreciative of like the help that people can give to them. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Yeah, okay, good stuff. And I guess we found that out through doing lots of stuff this year around getting more underrepresented groups into employment and giving them that opportunity. I just think by you picking up the phone, particularly on work experience, being, you know, a peer, peer-to-peer mm. and supporting students, I think I think is brilliant. Um, and what what did you learn then around the application window and, and what students want to do if they are studying or, sorry, going for apprenticeships? Yeah, so students, when they're applying to the apprenticeships, like, they're they're really keen to, like, do it and, like, to hear back quickly from, like, companies and stuff. But um, that we found, like, those of the students, they they didn't really have, like, the best communica- communication with the, like, apprenticeships that they, uh, like, applied to. Um, like, one student even said that it was quite, like, unnerving, like, having to wait or... Um, after like they did the interview like what their status was and like whether they like got it or anything so yeah it, it must be scary I mean talk talk through the options that you're going to have when you go back in your, your last year what are the options available to you yeah so I guess um, it's just like uni applications and stuff so obviously I go I go I'll go through that um, like UCAS and everything but obviously there's um, there's some that want to do apprenticeships so that's that will be the, like the route for those who want it anyways um yeah um, and did you learn then that that students want to be applying a little bit earlier to get it out the way or why do they want to do it early because yeah. they're scared of well, what yeah i feel students definitely want to be doing it a bit earlier just to make sure that they've got their application in there and that if there is like waiting time at least they've got the application in there and they know that the companies are like they they <laughs> they're like kind of seeing whether they'd be like a good apprentice or not okay cool cool and talk talk me through what you did around females and diversity yeah so um like BAME which are which is um black and Asian and minority ethnic and um female students are generally like under underrepresented <laughs> <laughs> underrepresented what was the underrepresented oh yeah. well, you got me off there <laughs> Well, yeah, and in the um, like workforce, and and we just wanted to make sure that um, those students that are like are like that um, felt that their application processes weren't gonna um, gonna be like kind of I don't know like th- that them being BAME or female wasn't gonna act as a hindrance on their application process. So we interviewed um, one BAME student and um, another. Um, female student and the BAME student was actually quite um, positive about the whole situation they said that um, everyone like kind of needs to have a have a like stand in like going um, going against like discrimination or racism and that the the, <laughs> the student actually like um, 
he believed in the law of attraction which is like whatever energy he puts out into the world that's what he will receive back so he just thought if he was positive about the whole process that he'd gain you know success and um be like progress will progress like really well and then the female student said that um that yes she's she does like see um females like being like underrepresented represented <laughs> but um she kind of just tries to ignore it because then that will kind of make her feel like oh i'm not even gonna succeed in this anyway so why should i apply and that's obviously not the mindset you would want yeah interesting interesting yeah. and and so sir um we do parent events all around the uk mm. uh where we do q a panels and get employers um on on the stage speaking about why they're doing apprenticeships and like all the different roles they've got from internships work experience apprenticeships and graduate schemes just to really educate parents yeah and parents always say to me well quite often um are gonna um they're only doing apprenticeships just because they're they're just trying to get the minority groups involved and and, and do it that way mm. but maybe you've seen it from the other side why do you see employers really actually caring about diverse workforces yeah because obviously like everyone wants to um wants to look diverse and show that um diversity is such an important because it is it's such Mm. an important issue and you really want to make sure that everyone is being um represented yeah definitely and I, i just love the fact that you've been involved in four weeks in speaking to those students who maybe are underrepresented yeah there we, are. we got the word we got it we maybe got it. that's it <laughs> yeah. um and making a difference and what about any particular case studies you want to share or then we'll move on to your, your education yeah so one of our um like BAME students specifically got um placed at UI and um that's yeah Ernest and Young old old money isn't it yeah yeah. Okay. yeah so he um he was like really proactive and I feel like that's that was the like deal breaker that was that's what made him like get it because he he said that he applied early and he said that students should all, um, always do this because it just like bet, bet, like better their chances and, but, and, and who's that was that Mahmood yeah that I was Mahmood hey um and so what advice would you have for future Mahmood's parents so to speak you know different parents about like what advice would you have I guess to a year 12 study, starting now in September in two weeks time yeah um i guess like just go into it just thinking the like the best that you can and try not to think that i know that teachers always like go on and say oh the jump is like so huge but try not to think about that too much and try to just like ease your way like through the year um obviously towards like the end of the year you want to be getting serious because um like end of years um are like important in like to set up like how you're gonna do in year thirteen. So just try and enjoy the year and be proactive. You know, like go to different events and just find out like your options. Because I, I remember my mood, right? Yeah. Like you talk about proactivity, and I think it's really important that people know that uh, employers are looking for you know attitude and potential. Yeah. Um, it's not all just about what's on that piece of paper. Definitely. In terms of grades, and mm. um, Mahmood, he actually called me. I think maybe it was the beginning of his year twelve, mm. and he was just like, um, "Look, Chris, you know, I want to make, I want to get the most out of this year." And 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 he came to lots of different events that we held with employers, um, all in the evening time. So you have to prove that you want to be there, which employers like and students like, because then they're building, you know, a bit of momentum and doing it for themselves. Mm. But he came to lots of events in year twelve. I think he might have gone to a year twelve summer 
school I, I, I can't be sure but that's actually getting on to work experience and then from then it helped him decide he wanted an apprenticeship and, he, and I think he applied for uni and a pre- and loads of apprenticeships yeah. and then he nailed the one that he got and working for one of the big four accountancy firms EY but that sort of proactivity do you really see that much in many of your peers that, I mean that's quite proactive isn't it yeah um, I guess not Not a lot of I don't really see a lot of my peers like doing that yeah they'll try to like make efforts to like go to events but they're not really proactive in kind of like showing um, their interest in different things so it I don't know I guess I'd, I'd like want to say that um, year 12 should be more like Mimi <laughs> like be out be out there like kind of showing showing themselves off to these um, like companies all right then Sarah so now we'll move on to uh education right yeah. so talking about your, your peer group there maybe just really focused on, on on a few things which is fair enough I was always focused on just a few things but mm. how would you change education yeah um if at all I think they I feel like teachers and like in school we should just be told more about like the different routes that we can take because yeah they kind of like really enforce like uni and stuff and of course university is so like important and I feel like it it is the main route that people go down but you know there's other stuff there's apprenticeships there's degree level apprenticeships which are like kind of like on the rise now I feel like so yeah just knowing about that more and kind of like helping students get into that more will would be quite it would just be it would be more beneficial it's a big moment I think the knives and forks are arriving for our Chinese yes. uh, which is fantastic but no it's really interesting so so I mean how, how would you maybe reflect let's be honest like you're an A star student going to do neuroscience um, do you know which university you're gonna you're gonna pick yet or um, I, I've been looking at like kind of Nottingham Birmingham mm-hmm. those type of unis but I am going to view like the um Leeds, Exeter and Manchester so yeah. Hey and isn't it quite hard like because UCAS when's the deadline is it 15th of January now? Um, Yeah I believe so. Yeah okay yeah. Uh, what about apprenticeships Where, when are their deadlines and uh, is it so simple? Uh, no it's, it's not simple because it's not they, all. they all have different deadlines don't they? And how yeah I mean surely that's uh, and this is what parents need to know and teachers who, who, who do start to understand this is that Unfortunately, apprenticeships are opening and closing at different times. Yeah. So that means that you've really got to be on the ball about which companies you might want to be applying for. Mm. Or otherwise, in year 12, you might miss out on a work experience uh, opportunity. And in year 13, in your last year, you might miss out on an, an actual apprenticeship starting next year. Mm. Um, do you think that's fair on students? Because you've got so much going on in your last year. How can you, how can you cope with applying for apprenticeships and, and university, do you think? Yeah, no, I think it is really hard, but again, it just goes down to your your kind of efforts and your um, proactivity. Like you've got to be on it if you know you want to apply to appren- both apprenticeships and uni. You kind of like from the like start of the year, kind of say, okay, I need to get this all like kind of organized so I, I make sure that I don't miss out on anything. Because mm. like some of the students that we surveyed they like explain to us that they've missed out on stuff and that um mm. that they're thinking of maybe going on a gap year now so they can apply next year and then hopefully not miss any yeah definitely just to buy themselves that that but, year i suppose yeah um and again it, it it's really important that we actually know as well that you can apply for university and apprenticeships yeah so many parents and some students as well 
don't think that's the case. Mm. Um, and what I'm seeing, listen up, parents, to this one, you know, just to, just to make sure your son or daughter absolutely nails it. If they are really focused on a particular sector, whether it be finance or tech, there's so many apprenticeships in those, for example, but there's yeah. more and more coming out, engineering, etc. There's There's a lot more out there in terms of apprenticeships. You know, we now work with the NHS, for example, uh, Pret-a-Manger, ASOS. So, you know, there's amazing opportunities out there for young people, but you can apply for uni and apprenticeships. And what we're seeing quite a lot, what was it, two weeks ago, um, A-level results day, um, is that students actually then end up making their decisions on that day. Yeah. What, what grades they have. What Do you think that's fair? Is that something that you would recommend to your friends? No, like, obviously you want to know what you're kind of doing mm. before results days. Because yeah. results day can be like a hectic day because you're getting your results, you're finding out if you've gotten into uni or not or your apprenticeship. And, yeah, you, d- you just don't want to have that linger in your head what mm. am I doing people just young people just want to know earlier do they yeah interesting okay so we're seeing both sides of the coin they've got the option to pick right at the end uh, but then also actually choosing a little bit earlier and those that you called who actually got jobs through Pathway uh, well it, uh, as apprentices with big firms yeah what did they all do did they are they already just secured it, it nice and early or yeah they, they were kind of they they were secured they I guess they were just work, waiting on their um Grades just kind of see um, what they got. Like they were quite like sure in the appren- their apprenticeships that they got, and yeah, they they were definitely the proactive ones. They were the ones that were kind of serious with everything. Cool. Okay. And and advice to any teachers out there if they're teaching a sixth form class or indeed a year eleven class. Yeah. Um, what would you want them to be um, telling your peer groups? Um, just kind of encouraging encouraging them all the time and and telling them that. Um, even though uni is like like the standard route that there are different things that they can do um, because uni isn't for everyone so I guess teachers should be telling their students to just work hard, be proactive and actually strive for what they want instead of just kind of like riding through it all Interesting, interesting, Sarah. Inspirational stuff. I love it. Um, not, not thought about teaching, by the way. No, Never? not really. Well, um, why not? Just come on, Sarah. I've just only like thought of it. Like, oh yeah, I'd love to like write on the whiteboard and like tell students off and stuff. But that not That's nothing it, serious. Right? <laughs> That's okay, it. Okay, we'll, we'll keep you in the lab for now. Yeah. Right? Neuroscience. Okay, <laughs> so um, parents and their influence. How important are parents in making your decision? Parents are definitely like very important. Like that's one of the questions that we ask students in our surveys. Like, um, how much their parents do influence them, and uh, like majority of them said like a great deal, a lot. So yeah, more than teachers. I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's right. So what the stats saying that parents are more important than teachers, I suppose, in that influence. But obviously, you know why. I mean, what's your opinion in, in your own family? Yeah. So. My my parents are quite like for like they they love the education system. They love they feel like education is like kind of that. It it just like can make someone who maybe didn't really come from much and like make them kind of like big and um yeah. So like my mom for example, she she didn't really come from much, but like education was like really her outlet to really like be successful and stuff so she did a PhD and yeah she's just she's definitely like someone I look up to um for that for like being so proactive and like kind of just knowing what she wanted she had quite a story didn't she 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 was born in England wasn't she yeah she was born in Birmingham 
Birmingham. Um, yeah, and then um, she born and raised here for like 10 years and then she moved to Nigeria um, where she did kind of, um, secondary school and stuff. Yeah. Uni. Awesome. And then let's say, for example, you were to go back and say, I'm going to do an apprenticeship. Mm. Um, like, how hard is it? How, how much do you have to prove, do you think, to your parents to prove that it's it's worthwhile? How hard is that task? Yeah, no, it's definitely like a really hard task because... Um, my my parents only really know uni. That's all they know. They feel like everyone should go and there's nothing else that you should be doing. Um, so if I was to say that I wanted to do an apprenticeship, I definitely had to, I would have to have everything organised and like just kind of tell them that, oh, I've got this secured. Otherwise, they'd kind of just look at me and feel like, no, she, she doesn't know what she's doing. Mm. And, um, what, and what about if you were to say that they're going to pay for my degree, uh, I'm going to do one day a week, I'm going to be going off to university yeah. and they're going to pay for my degree. Uh, h- how do you think that would go down? Yeah, they, they'd find, like, my mum specifically, like, she, she finds that stuff quite, like, interesting. So she'd be like, oh, okay, mm. but they wouldn't be quite sure of it because they don't know anything about it essentially um so because that's the thing employers are now degree level apprenticeships they're paying for people to to do degrees yeah which is which is amazing and a lot a lot of the brightest sparks in the uk are are going down that route if i suppose you know what sector you're really interested in yeah i just i would just say like just try keep parents in the know about all the new opportunities that there are for their children Mm. because they want the best for their children obviously they want their children to succeed so I guess just, yeah, telling them about everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, friends and trends. Yeah. So um, when do you start making up your own mind about where you want to go, do you think? Like, how far down in terms of age and year group? I guess um, by, like, year 11, I feel like I, I knew what I was interested in. I knew what kind of, like, subjects I wanted to, like, pursue, whether it be, like, uni or or anything else, Yeah. Okay, year eleven, and and what, what what are some of your friends doing next year? For example, the year after, sorry, two years time. What they're thinking? Do most of them already know where they want to go? Um, yeah, uh, most of them just want to go like uni, and then like my friend, um, even like wants to be, um, she wants to be a doctor. So obviously, she's gonna be going down like the whole medicine wow. um, <laughs> school like route, and obviously that's really hard. So she, she's determined. She's working really hard, and yeah. And by the way, if you are uh, an employer, I always have this conversation, when do you think it's important to start engaging with people like you to talk about their opportunities? What year group, what time, what term? Yeah. If you could pick one. I would definitely say early on, but like maybe I'd say like start of year 12 yeah. around that time. Yeah, September, October. And why? Where's your headspace at at the beginning of year 12? Um, Obviously, you're just like coming off like GCSEs that was like a whole thing now you're kind of thinking okay what's next because they always they always prep press prep us in school telling us that um it's it's only going to get harder so we're kind of just thinking oh yeah okay fine I should probably be proactive and stuff okay so beginning of year 12 and then like you were saying just to make it clear where's your headspace at at the beginning of year 13 um I guess, well, I'm going into year 13, so I'm thinking, um, okay. Sorry to stress you out. Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking, um, okay, I've got to get my personal statement finalised, got to get my applications out. Yeah, I just, 
yeah, I just had to be on it. <laughs> you got to be on it, and that's the thing, right? Because you you haven't you know you got one chance at your year thirteen, haven't you, to nail yeah, your exams? Exactly. Um, and so again, like advice to parents, teachers, employers is is think about your think about your career earlier. Mm. Like I just drifted into my university life, you know, because there's nothing else for me. There might have been maybe, but not as much as you've got on on the table but it's just so important to do it earlier and at our parent events we do see more parents turn up who are with the year 12 students because they're a bit more open-minded but I agree with you year 13 is sometimes a bit too late isn't it to start thinking but that said there is opportunities to apply and and do it but it's just maybe the headspace isn't there yeah no I feel like there's just lots to do in year 13 so it can it can get too much I feel like yeah and is that what you saw in some of the students that you were speaking to at Pathway yeah um some of them like were kind of just confused as to what they should do now they they didn't really want to go uni i guess and like they would be applying to these apprenticeships but just not getting it so yeah no it is definitely a hard process definitely okay cool and and on friends and trends just in terms of stuff we're really passionate about and stuff you've been working on it's amazing you've done this report which will be published in the next couple of weeks Uh, so we'll put out on linkedin we'll put it out on uh, social media etc but what message would you have to um females for example like from your sort of background from london let's say um you know how should they go and conquer the world from your research and your own your own um being i suppose yeah i guess just don't ever think that oh because I'm a female I can't I can't go into STEM or I can't be as successful as like my male counterpart because yes you can if you put in if you put in the work and like you're proactive then you can definitely succeed and like be be like big yeah so um I guess just always think positively and have that um have that kind of like um, mindset that one of our students had which was like the law of attraction just put out all um, that positive energy and you'll get it back so yeah i love it okay so well that's that's amazing so um any final words on your work experience um yeah it was it was really fun i actually got to learn a lot and um obviously i got to um work on this um project with, <laughs> or report with um najma so yeah um, and, had a good time and finished it off with a podcast as well which is pretty cool isn't yeah. it? so thanks so much for being on our first ever podcast we've got lots, lots of little ideas that we've got we want to make this a monthly thing and, and involve as many students as possible through the pathway program maybe people who are a bit like you and media trained really well um, and come and help us do it but um, Sarah thanks very much for your time and good luck in your final year thank you